just love some of our lives I'm not too keen on those tales And far too often I derail By bumping the road or lack of wind in their sails I'm not too keen on those Shit, I did my homework, AJ. You did? This is episode number 18. I'm okay. actually able to say what the episode number is without going, oh shit, I forgot what episode this is. Yes. So welcome to the Cedar Rapids Music Scene Podcast, episode number 18. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Do you feel like I'm looking good today? I got these yeah. new boots. Yeah. See, you're... like they're kind of weird. Like you can you can kind of go like that if you want. Yeah. Or you can kind of go like that. They're fashion meets function. I but Yeah, but they're that. also weather, water resistant, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. With your classic uh, plaid shirt yeah, that you wear you know? at least three times a week. It's okay. Right. Yeah, okay. Speaking on the other end, co-host AJ Vince of Wolf Den Wears and Wolf Pack Productions. What's yes. up, buddy? Not a whole lot, man. Well, actually, a lot. A lot you is actually have a lot going on. Yes, I hear I you're going to be the owner of a new home soon. Yeah, here. I will be. I will be. I wonder how you knew about that. Is that where we're going to do podcasts at? Uh, yeah. No, well, maybe we'll maybe. we'll talk about. We'll find out. Okay, we'll find out. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a special guest today. My buddy Jeff Rolson, right? Wow, nailed, I always want to say Rolston it. for yeah. some reason. I want to add a T in there. No, no, people overpronounce the A. Rolson. Rolson. No, it's Rolson. Yeah. What what ethnicity is that? Like, like where's um, that name come from? A bunch from? of Northern European yeah. kind of, yeah. Where people just started throwing letters in the name, yeah. just kind of yeah. going, eh, let's add an A there. <laughs> Apparently it used to be Rolbira, and then the son of Rolbira like did like change it to Rolson somewhere around, oh, okay. like coming over the States or something like that. Like so we God need a fresh start kind yeah, of Yeah, thing. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Like, you hear about some people changing their name when they come across, like, you know, like, from Europe over to the States in, yeah. like, the 1900s or yeah. whatever, and just, it's like... You just change your name, right? It's like, well, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. So there's probably not many of you over here then, right? Yeah, I don't... Like, I know some people, they're like, I, I just, like, add everybody with my, like, last name on Facebook <laughs> or something, or, like, like are my buddy Trevor Polk. He's yeah. friends yeah. with, like, eight Trevor Polks on Facebook. <laughs> should, does he have a private group that he started called Trevor, uh, I Am Trevor Polk? I don't believe so. <laughs> Trevor, I know you're listening. Start a group called I Am Trevor Polk. We only allow Trevor Polks in there. Yeah. You can talk about Trevor Polk things. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jeff is a uh, lead singer of Half Loves. Everybody yes. has hopefully heard of Half Loves at this point because yeah. Jeff, I'm going to be honest with you. In my opinion, I think you are one of the premier original bands that I've heard in the state of Iowa in the last five years. Yeah, thanks. And that's I why I, wanted, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, like I, I wanted to bring you on here for a, maybe a fresh perspective of just life in the original band scene right now because you know we we do talk to cover bands we do we talk to everybody in this but um I just want to get like an update. I want to get a check on like what's going on in the original band world. You know. So yeah. I figured you could provide that for me. I've heard you on other podcasts. You're well-spoken, well-dressed young man. Absolutely. <laughs> you do look you really, do look yeah. really you have a lot of culture. <laughs> You're fit. Yeah, I like it. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Quit hitting on it. Man. I'm sorry. Anyway, anyway let, but let's, let's go back. Uh, let, let's, let's just ease the tension a little bit. Tell me about how you first got into music. Uh, I, w- I was, when I started playing music, I was like 16, 17, probably 16, I'm um, just kind of noodling High around, like blind, yeah, just blindly, like yeah. you know. I, I never like really did music classes before. I just kind yeah. of like got a guitar and started, um, kind kind of one of those things where I started my first 
band as I started learning how to play guitar. I think a lot of people so, probably did that. Yeah, kinda. it was it was messy. It was kind of like blindly like <laughs> leading the blind through like trying to write songs and yeah. One of my buddies in high school kind of, we were kind of in the same place where we're like let's you know Blink One Eight Two is cool. Let's make is, a band. I was gonna and ask was, you something like that. Yeah, it, it was was, like, was there like a like band we, or an album that said I want to do that? Not like one hugely like overshadowing the others, but yeah, I mean I think I don't know when I started playing music, a lot of the stuff I was listening to was. Yeah, like Red Hot Chili Peppers, yep. Blink-182, Weezer, yep. um, bands like that. Uh, I listened to a ton of the Ramones for a while. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, you can write like simple songs that are cool. Two-minute long songs? Like, this, this is song, awesome. You know, I know how to play a bar chord, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can sort of yeah. As long as it's not the F. The F chord is hard, you know? I can that's do right. it. Yeah, that's a little bit, little bit difficult. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, I mean, that was basically, you know, just very yeah. humble beginning. <laughs> well, so, like, grow, growing up, was music pretty prevalent in your family at all? No, not no? really. Not really? No. Um, I mean, I think my dad kind of always had an acoustic guitar in the house, but, like, he barely played, right. and it wasn't something, like, neither of my parents were, right. like, ever, um, like, pushed, like, music classes or, like, or, or were, like, had any history. But I think, that. if I remember hearing correctly, like, just in general, the creative culture in your house was was pretty high though right like didn't you, didn't so. you do yeah. like you t- you were like you took yeah. dance classes as a kid oh right? yeah yeah well yeah my grandma loved ballet just like her whole life and um <clears throat> yeah she 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 was a dancer and and so she got me and actually my brother and my other two male cousins into dancing when we we're all really long yeah young. So I, I, I think i started doing that when i was like five or something it's and pretty rare did pr- got more into specifically just ballet like, yeah when i was i don't know like nine or ten probably and mm-hmm. through through like I think I, I I stopped doing it seriously when I was around eighteen. Okay, D- did a few things after that, but yeah. But I would say any pretty much anything creative like that, especially a dance thing where you're you're counting off moves and stuff like that. I think that probably had a lot to to do with at least making your transition into music fairly easy, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, I think just like the. Like enjoying performing, yeah, like, like being in, in front of in front people, of people yeah. like that, that kind of like that kind of excitement, that kind of like uh, you know the the nerves yeah. of doing that, like the lights and the whole like you know preparing for a We've performance. Practiced and now we're gonna yeah, do it, kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah, so I, I think that was certainly yeah. something when I started performing music more seriously. It was kind of like a, a handing off of the baton from like the doing the dance seriously, yeah. and then being like, okay, well, you know. I am kind of like bummed. I'm not like doing as much dance now, but there's, you know, a only so much time in the day and, and be right. like, I'm getting some crossover in terms of like kind of that appeal and yeah. through, through music. Oh, totally. So how did it, how did uh, half loves come, come along? I know that you guys were originally called the Olympics, right? Was that the first yeah. band name? Uh, kind of, I mean like it's always like transition sort of like this fairly fluid, but kind of chopped up, kind of, you know, thing where, um, yeah, like the, I think the Olympics kind of st- that started like I think 2009, 10 or something like that, and then the stuff I was doing in high school kind of like transitioned into that too. So like Trevor, who we just right. mentioned, he he and I have been playing music together for ten years. So he, you and him were kind of so, two of the first members to kind of get together for yeah. So so he and I have consistently been doing yeah. like music together um, for ten years, and um, and then yeah, I mean just. Uh, different kind of waves of of uh of other you know friends and musicians and kind of um directions or, or styles but i mean it, it's all it's it, there's never been like a clean like right. mega break where it's like okay like completely regroup completely new members completely yeah. new band but yeah i guess half loves kind of took form um by the name half loves uh 
three years ago. Yeah, and that was kind of right before that well, album dropped, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, well, we were because it was kind of because of the album. We were making the album, and and at a certain point, I forget who the the first one who really mentioned it. If it was our producer Brandon right. or or some, someone, uh, we we you know we were all kind of like the conversation was out there, like hey, you know. The Olympics, that's like hard to brand. That's hard, you know, like how, how it's not very searchable online. It's, uh, totally. You know, and, and then also yeah. just, you know, we're about to like release an album and, you know, we put some, a lot of time and effort and money into this. Like, what if all of a we don't, sudden? We don't want to get like a cease and desist right. from the Olympic Committee. So, no. that, so yeah, anyway, we, we had decided we liked the name Half Loves as an album name first and then oh, went shit. through okay. like this whole process of like, what are we gonna name our band? What are we gonna name our band? And like, so, we like um, that name? Cause we were like, you know, we, we don't want to like just settle with something that in another few years we're like, Oh, it's right. So it's hard to make it. So it's, it was kind of yeah, very yeah. hard to do a name change. Yeah, like there, yeah. there are some bands. There's a, there was a band for a while there. Um, they were called Harper Blinn. Do you remember Harper Blinn? Uh, they, they were kind of like, you know, they're from New York and they sort of made it. And, and one day they're like, hey, we just want to let everybody know we're changing our name and this is our official name and it launches today. And then I never heard of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, I feel like once you get to a certain point, you just can't change your name. Yeah. And right. luckily you guys sort of, you were still kind of finding who you were. Yeah. And hadn't really made any, because had you released any albums or songs prior to that self-titled Half Love's album? Um, yeah, as like the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. right. But nothing I mean, too you know, major, right? Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where we're, you know, like in your own mind, like you get so like involved in like what you're doing to where you're like kind of t- t- territorial over, right. like, dude, like we can't, like, you know, like we've, we've got whatever we've got. And, yeah. and at a certain point, we're like, let's just rip off the band aid. Like, the, it'll be fine. It, like, we're it, like, yeah. you know, better now than like, you know, just trying to like, you know, <laughs> hold on to whatever like little like oh we have like you know like 50 you know people that come happen. to our show on Friday right. so like uh, those people really need to know who it's, nah, we don't no, it's we're, not that we can message like, those people personally like, like yeah the, yeah it was basically like you know the, the it's people, our friends the people who know us like, <laughs> yeah. like actually know us yeah <laughs> and so like they'll know who they'll we know. are and the people yeah. who don't know who we are like don't know who we are. It's <laughs> so, fine. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it, it was just kind of like a thing where like, oh, let's let's just do this now. Like, it was the first like big boy album that we kind of like took on. So we're like, let's just kind of pro- like fresh start and and. Uh, you probably yeah. had to have had some sort of a vibe though when you were when you were recording those songs for that for that last album you put out that that this was something a little special probably right like that it was a step up from what you had been doing or did you not really get that vibe? Were you just like, oh yeah, these are great songs. I. Uh, yeah, no, there, there was, I yeah. mean, it was, it was like a huge learning curve in a lot of ways for all of us. I mean, um, we, we had never worked with a producer before, so it was always just kind of like, Hey, let's show up at this studio with a buddy who like, you know, has pro tools and some yes, man. Or something. Yeah. So it was kind of like just our previous experience in studios was more of you know, yeah. that thing, which I mean, there's a time and place for everything. And that definitely worked for us where we were before. And, you know, we just, you know, go up and basically like plug in and play. And it was like, yeah. that's our song. You there know, you go. Like, it's done. Our album, you know, <laughs> but it was, it was both good and also, um, difficult getting used to having like that sounding board, like yeah. pr- producer kind of where it's like, is that, is that really a, is that a song are, you guys want to put, you, you, know, sure you know, having the kind of those questions yeah. where it was like, there's a lot of like, okay, like, Let's lose our egos, boys. Yeah. Like, are we gonna make a, like a pro album? Or are we gonna make like you know? We're we just gonna record these ten songs we have ready and put it out. So yeah. yeah. So th- there was a lot of um and just I mean just in like the actual, I mean we we had like so many t- 
timelines that we had like kind of in our heads of like right. this is like what we're gonna do in this time and i mean timelines can be good to, to help like you know put whatever like sort of um like urgency behind what you're doing in like a good way yeah but there's also something where like i mean we're all of like you know we were in college or had jobs i mean there's like a lot of other stuff where it's not like you know you're just some band who like goes out in the middle of yeah. nowhere and like has you know 24 hours a day right. like just only yeah. focus on that and right. you know so it was it was a lot of like balancing a lot of like okay i guess you know we're probably looking at like the album's not gonna be out for another like eight or nine months and we were trying to do it like this summer That's or, tough. You know, all, all those yeah. kind of like pushbacks so, okay you know i guess like we want to release this song like now but like but you know, we, we should, should probably like you know yeah that thing needs another pass in the mix or right. you know, all, all of those kind of things during that album was like um like a a big like wave over like you know each each refining yeah. moment of the whole thing was like yep okay this we're we're a little bit more comfortable with how this is going now and okay oh uh well yeah we should probably do it right the first time and you know let's not like try to just recorded meh and then like you know go in and like you know put some post effect on it that like kind of gets what we're you know it, it was a lot of that kind well, of thing and, and that's so, got yeah that's got to be tough though because it's such a now 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 culture yeah. that we all live in and to like go into to go into a studio and know that this product's not going to come out for like a year yeah I mean, that's that's yeah. intense that's a lot of dedication right yeah and, and and it sort of tapers your excitement a little bit to just be like well, yeah. i want people to hear this so bad but uh, and for it's take and forever. for you as like i mean for, for us like we're we're very passionate about what we're doing musically and so it's one of those things where you have to kind of again balance like like just your self-imposed kind of timelines just because you know you're doing something yeah. you love and you want to share it with people yeah. and then also kind of um you know you you put these ideas in your head oh well like you know we haven't released music in like this many months or like this year or, you know yeah, or, or people, people like are going to always standing relevant yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, right. it, yeah. it is such like a you know now 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 like yeah. single 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 culture yeah. you yes. know thing where like people like come and go like quickly oh yeah and so even if it's you know like we you know extrapolate uh, ourselves in the situation and look at it a little bit more like reasonably like hey like you know we're just some dudes in iowa like i mean <laughs> Not, I mean, we appreciate the people who care about us, but like that kind of pressure, we, you know, compared to like maybe some artist that has some like 360 deal that's like release music. Yeah. Now. Oh, you yeah. Know, if it's not out by this, this date. Yeah. So, like, you know, kind of not letting that be a thing that like was just some self imposed pressure that really is just coming only from ourselves. And, you know, of course, our friends hopefully dig the music and yeah. whoever likes it likes it. Yeah. But it's not something where like, even for me, like, if I think about my favorite artists, like, I, I'm not like you know looking. Oh, hey, oh, hey, you know like Arctic Monkeys hasn't released an album since 2013 or something, and right. then you know they drop an album this year, and yeah. it's like oh, it was a while, but like yeah. I'm glad it was it's, worth it. I'm glad yeah. it's an album I like versus just like just you know, some shit that they kept throwing yeah. together yeah. every year. So yeah, anyway, so that that whole process for that that record we made was uh, all of those kind of things kind of going through. I mean, I, I told this story before too, but the the second session we went in to record for that that album uh we i don't know we brought like it was supposed to be like six days or something like that straight um and it was like the very first day we kind of brought like these the second batch of songs um and after kind of like going through um in the studio like getting some stuff ready like brandon our producer kind of took us outside and was like what do you guys how do you guys feel about these songs? And it was kind of like we're all like sitting around, like kind of you like, knew like, what the answer looking was. Looking at the ground, like, uh, well, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, we kind of like them. Yeah, there's, you know, do you? The, you know, and and so, but it, but it was kind of like one of those things where uh, I mean, he just kind of he, he's very honest, dude, which is like what you need, I think, because if you're gonna have like a quote unquote producer, I mean, 
it ha- it necessarily has to be something more than just a sound engineer. They, so they're not like, there to be your buddy. So like I I mean I'm every band and musical artist works differently, and and some artists are very hands-on to the point where like they really don't want a producer to tell them anything because they right. have such a clear idea because i know what this like should that. sound yeah. like yeah which again like teach his own like for us we were kind of coming into it where we're like we think we have some good songs but like honestly we don't know really we need what we're to doing. know like in like for for the production of this well, so, and like, you, it made sense for us it, but was, it was also difficult yeah it was so that that was brandon darner right yeah. which is yeah. of for people that don't know him he was of uh what he was Imagine Dragons. He, yeah, he produced he, he, a couple. He produced some of their like songs that were off like their first EP and yep. some that made the first record. And didn't um, he? Wasn't he like originally in Slipknot? He did play in Slipknot. Yeah, he was like yeah. a founding <laughs> member. I, he's 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 basically yeah. a big name. Yeah, uh, and and he knows his stuff. And so how did you how did you decide not only one to say we need a producer, but two how did you decide on on him? Was that a a choice that you made, or or was that sort of some people brought him to you? To say this would be a good fit, um, I think that the initial conversation, like we we had played a few shows with Envy Core previously. Oh, so sorry, like, that's that's what I was shooting yeah, for. Yeah, because yeah, he's that's, one that's of the founding the band, members the of Envy Core. That's the band in which he plays yep. right now. Yep. Yeah, so that's like his band. Um, and so we had played a few shows with them, and like maybe the third time or something that we were had played with them was like uh, this like outdoor show at Simon Estes in Des Moines yeah. and uh, and we were talking like afterwards um, and it just came out kind of natural like it was kind of one of those things where we had a huge respect for their yeah. band and and then you know he kind of uh, he saw something that. in you he, a little he, bit he, yeah, yeah. He made, I think he must have made some comment about like hey you know like I if you guys are looking to record an album like you know let's keep in touch and, and then you know we're all back in the van like going home and we're like hey you know like Brandon like mentioned that you know like w- you know we should think about maybe seeing what it looks like yeah. to, you know like you know, asking ourselves all these same questions you know like what is a producer you know like what what would that look like for us you know like what um you what know, is what, the cost structure yeah what, what's the cost like, yeah. what's the timeline I mean like you know what kind of like what like actual role like regarding the songs mm-hmm. is he gonna play you know because like again like you know like this time I was the story I was telling you like the second session it was just basically like. And he was totally right, and we—I mean, I, I love him for the fact that he was so honest. He, he just told us, "You hey, came in with some songs," like, and he said, "These aren't yeah, good enough." Yeah, he was straight. He's like, "Hey, like, let's cancel this six days." Oh, wow! And you go, guys have taken work off, yeah, family yeah, 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 obligations yeah, totally, yeah. for six days. Yeah, and he's like, "I don't think this is worth it." Yeah, yeah, and, and wow. so, so we all just packed up all our gear back in the van, drove back home, and then. Uh, <laughs> had a few days to figure it out. Do we still well, want to yeah. be a band? <laughs> yeah. Well, well it, it was like a big check. Cause it was like, that was like one of the biggest moments where in the process of making the album, we were like, Oh, okay. Well, we were thinking we were going to like basically finish the main track yeah. for like, you know, we had our done, timeline was going to yeah, fit, yeah, was going like, to work it out. It was like, you know, the last session of the six days or whatever yeah. was like the first half and it's going to be the second half. We'll do some mixing and, you know, and there bango, it is. bango, we got a record. Let's Boys, start getting our artwork yeah, together. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so it was at that point where we were like, Wait a minute. Okay. I think there's something special going on, but like, ugh, this is going to take a while. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, and he, he just told us like, Hey, go back and write six more songs yeah. that are better than all these songs. D- basically ditch those. Don't ever, and maybe take yeah. some things I mean, from he, it. It wasn't if you like, want. it wasn't like, I don't ever want to hear any of this again as much as just like, don't tr- like there's, there's parts of songs and, and maybe certain songs more or less all as a whole that you could kind of rework. Yeah. You, you should or take keep that your, part from yeah, that song. Keeping keep keeping like your, your bag of songs or whatever. But it's also something that I think a good 
band or artist like gets to a point where they don't try to keep reviving a bad totally. song. Totally. And totally. so so I think it was kind of like that. It was like and and I think we ended up taking the bridge of one of those songs. Was yeah, the, the only right. part of any of that that we actually did keep. But we did keep. A, I mean, a, a little snippet of one of those six songs. Isn't that crazy though? Because I like I think back to my original band days, and and you would you would write a song and you go, "This is awesome." Like, didn't matter how good or bad it was. You're like, "We just wrote this song. This is awesome." You know, because because you got to take pride. It's like a it's like a child. Like you molded this and you put yeah. it together. But it's really hard to like step back and go maybe this isn't that good. Yeah. It's very hard to do that. And like props to you guys for, well, but again, geez. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's one of the reasons why beforehand we were like, yeah, let's have, yeah. Be our, be our producer. For this dude, because on our own, we would have just recorded kind of, you would have put songs, all those out and that would have been our album and it would have been an uh, album. Yeah. You know, basically people get that confused all the time. Like you said earlier, like there's a difference between having an engineer who's telling you, yeah. Oh, but take, try that take again or something. Yeah. And then right. also, and having a yes man essentially too, but then, and having a producer who's sitting even further back and taking it in as a whole for you guys yeah. and playing devil's advocate for you almost and asking you questions you might not have asked yourselves. And that's, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, there's a saying that you can only polish a turd so much, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? And yeah. unfortunately yeah. that's, that's true in some cases. And, um, when you have somebody on your side though, that's wanting the best out of you, that's pretty awesome. So yeah. what, and I don't know, I don't, and you don't have to share it if you don't want to. I mean, what, what is a rough cost range to hire a producer for, I mean, do, do they work on like an hourly basis? Do they work on an album basis? We we're doing, uh, yeah, just flat cost for okay. a whole record. Yeah. Yeah. Say, say, okay, well, no matter how long this takes, yeah, this is what we're going to pay you. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it too, that's, um, that's pretty cool on his part. Cause if mm-hmm. some people are going, cool, you're going to, you're going to give me this money. Let's just get this fucking album out of the way exactly, and then yeah. let's move on to the next. Yeah. But he said, nah, well, and that was why it was while. really a, a foundational kind of like building on top of like layer of layer and layer of like for us in that, because it was like on one hand he was saying, Hey, like these songs aren't good enough. But on the other hand, he was saying, I believe in you guys enough that you yeah. can write better songs. And I'm down to like, wait yeah and and yeah. And, I, and and actually like you know it was i mean there was a lot of like honestly it was it was like artist development like like just yeah. straight, i mean it was straight up like it wasn't um it wasn't anything short of that um which i think uh i mean he doesn't regret <laughs> anything luckily we've talked about this many times but he um yeah he, he's he told he's told us like i I, I will never do another album process like that again because that's it was, what he said so i mean yeah and, and i mean and he's he's kind of like gotten to where um he, he's not working with quite as many local right, artists right. um just f- for reasons like that where yeah. like i mean like we have a good relationship with him and he, and he um and this album has been going uh, a lot smoother than this, like this that current initial, one that you're working yeah, on right we're now yep. new songs right now too <laughs> but it's kind of like um a we we as a band have learned a lot but also i think um just you know for him himself like and and micah the engineer that um who's also in envy core and has worked on all of our sessions yeah. and stuff but both of them as a team like have kind of like gotten in more of a groove that they're comfortable with i think in terms of not uh not over committing to <laughs> yeah. stuff you know or just giving a a band that they like that you know that's a local band that yeah. they think might have something special like uh you know over committing to to producing a record that Obviously, they want to stand behind and yeah, say, hey, yeah, yeah. Like, well, their we, names we like on it. They want exactly. to sound good. good. Yeah, but um, but again, it's like polishing a turd. Like it's you yeah. know, like if you know, 
there's a big difference between kind of being nurturing for the local scene and local musicians and also giving some sort of like false sense of like, yeah, like everyone's awesome. Like your band's yeah, awesome. Totally, your band's yeah. the best. Like you guys look like, like local music here is like the most like awesome thing. And it's like, there's a big difference between being nurturing and kind of like, um, helping your local music scene, uh, be both like positive and like non-competitive in a way that's toxic, but like competitive enough, like in, in a way to where you're both like kind of iron sharpening, ironing, making each other better and like making things better and not just, uh, kind of like, you know, the classic, like, you know, just slap each other on the back and yeah. show, buddy. everybody's where, where good. You're all, like playing, you know, hey, bro, great set. great set. You too, bro. You everybody's too. equal. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, cause there's something, I mean, like, not that you have to like, go about like just you know telling people hey like here's what I thought was wrong about like your music or something but with the relationships that you do develop that get a little bit deeper with people that you trust and you have each other's interests you in, should be like, able to be honest, yeah. you sh- I mean there's again like just this story you know like if if Brandon would have just told us hey like all right great let's you yeah know, this is roll. great good stuff boys um, let's do this know, great songs I don't know like what would have yeah of, you, like, you may music. not actually <laughs> like, be playing yeah anymore, so you know it's good to have somebody who actually knows what they're saying first of all but if they're able to say that truth and love in in times when maybe you need to be yep. told like yep. hey this could get worked on it's just tough to like take yourself out of something you're so involved in like the creation of a song like you as an <laughs> artist like or at least i know speaking for myself like i can't really it's it's tough it's for me to take hard, myself yeah. out of it and just like be able to think in a way that i wasn't thinking like when i was writing right it. like it's yeah you know it's a third so, party, non-biased yeah, type yeah, thing. Yeah. That's that. That's intense, and I think I think if anybody out there is considering, you know, taking a further step and making sure that this album that they're going to put out is top notch, I mean, consider consider bringing somebody on board as a producer. I mean, yeah. I, I think that 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 you can learn a lot from that story. It just like it was worth it for you guys. Yeah. And in point. retrospect, like the, all the, I mean, all the things that we were kind of concerned about, like timeline, all of that, like none of us care now it's oh like, yeah yeah you're like, you know, like it was good yeah, we put out we, a great we, album we released an album and yeah it took a little bit longer and it's like way way better it's than it would have been yeah. so like what's a few months or even <laughs> a year nothing. difference like yeah you know we're gonna have this piece of yeah. out, you know music that we're proud of yeah for the rest of our lives exactly versus something that was less than that and I mean, I do that every time. Right. People people don't realize how how hard it can be to put time restraints and constrictions like that on a creative process. Man, it it can be it can be really it can help sometimes, but it can be absolutely detrimental. And yeah. if you guys are like, "Well, we took off these six days, and we don't are going to be able to do that, and we're not going to be able to come back. We better just push through these songs." Same thing again. You know, it's like and you got to think long term. I always think about. Uh, sometimes when you see a band, a band's like, okay, we just we in practice today. We just put a new song together, and here's the Facebook Live cell phone video of this new song we put together. Yeah. And you're like, you're not doing that justice at all. You haven't given time for that yeah. song to breathe. Yeah. You now have a shitty audio recording of said song that people are going, this is a weird. I don't yeah. really like this. Like, if you think about. I totally probably would have been that guy back in the day had Facebook been around. I'm like, dude, look at this new riff that Zach wrote. Yeah. You know, I mean, so yeah, like giving that, giving that time, that song and that album just time mm-hmm. to become what it is. I mean, yeah. that's huge. So, do you guys, um, do you guys have an, a label? Are you on a label right now? Have you ever been on a label? Nope. Is that a thing you want to do? Because isn't that sort of a, a double edged sword nowadays? Yeah. I mean, I think if any artist is honest, like, yeah, that would be great. But I mean, you know, 
asterisks, you know, so, so it's like, there's all kinds of deals you could have. Yeah. All, I mean, just as like the music itself and the types of artists and the ways in which artists can do their, their music um, has brought in such a wide extent yeah. in like the advent of internet and all of that. Like, so has like the deals by which yeah. like they can kind of get their music out there or, um, you know, like the labels themselves have obviously adapted a lot to, you know, like streaming and all, all of this kind of stuff as well. So there's, there's a ton of different kinds of deals you can get yourself into. Um, but at this point you guys don't necessarily feel like you need it unless it's the right thing that yeah, comes around. Yeah. We've never like just taken a bunch of CDs or something and just like sent them all out to like labels cold. No, right. style. Shopping That's, that was the old anything. days, which I mean, again, like there's nothing wrong with that. Like worst yeah. that could happen is, you know, you don't hear back. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, Oh, well, yeah. um, so I mean I don't want to like write that off that we would like, never like reach out for help or something because I mean it, it does get expensive you know the the more hi-fi the more serious the more you know this and that that you want to like put into it like it's definitely expensive doing it completely DIY but um I mean if you're looking down the other end of it where you know maybe you get some financial help yeah it, you can maybe the whole process is a little bit quicker or something but and then you wind up not owning your album or something. Yeah, now like you're that, you now know, you're in like debt that, to you know, someone, yeah. instead or, of just in debt monetarily. Yeah, payback mode. Kind yeah. Of vibe, yeah, and I mean, and there's a lot of like small labels that are pretty like very simple kind yeah. of deals that that there's not a whole lot of risk. But then again, it's like those kind of deals, the the potential for it to really help you a whole lot is kind right. of also diminished for the most part. So it's like you know, okay, well, they put in you know a couple grand for to help you know do this yeah. or that. Um, but but it didn't and, it didn't change anything. And you know, like it it says it's released under this label, but what is that label? Like, right, your right. your friend. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, so it's like it, you know, there's all kinds. Of, you know, a label could mean a lot of things. Um, but yeah, we we've always released it just by ourselves. So as this new album is developing, how are you guys as a band paying for it? Is this a thing where you're taking money from all the shows you play, from previous album sales, from merch sales, and you're pumping that back into paying for? for the recording time and the pressing and everything like that. Is that how that, is that how you guys operate? Yep. Yeah. 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 So it's just, um, band fund. Yeah. Band fund, right? <laughs> band fund. Yep. Half loves has never been about, um, putting money into your pockets essentially is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So we've never put our own money into paying for the stuff that we've done as a band, but we've also never like kept money, um, you know, aside from like maybe paying oh, some, yeah. you know, hotels, oh, and yeah. like some gas, like, some, some gas, yeah. some, uh, you know, a like, couple beers after food. the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. All, yeah. That, that kind of stuff. Um, sure. Yeah. You're paying, getting like, you know, some pizzas for this too. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Things like that. But yeah, we've, we'd never like been, all right, boys, you know, everyone like throw a thousand bucks in the pile and right. like, you know, head to the studio or something. <laughs> and if you so, needed so, to, yeah. you, you would obviously. So, yeah. I mean like, it's not like it's some like written in stone kind of rule, but right. it's always been something again where it's like, you try to put some, some, restraints and some urgency kind of on um on ourselves to sort of uh make it as financially viable yeah. as possible but also um it's primarily a passion just yep. in in the act of, oh, yeah. of doing the music itself to where um someday it'd be great obviously oh, yeah, keep money from it you know and and you know yeah. or whatever make but, a um, make a full career out of it but at but, this point you're you're yeah. just doing it you're for the passion you're sustaining it sounds yeah. like which for is, the most you know, part yeah. right okay yeah. that's awesome sometimes yeah. you can't even hit that's, that that's not the case for a lot of blocks yeah. so that's yeah that's awesome so with this new album how what will you um how will you put it out will you will you strictly do digital downloads will you make CDs will you make vinyl I mean, I think things have changed even since what 2016, when when the self-titled album came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if 
I don't know if anyone really wants to buy CDs anymore. Do you, do you think? Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's CDs are kind of uh, they're they're the 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 weirdest thing to try to figure out. I think because again, like I mean, for for me, I do listen to some CDs, but pretty sparingly. And they're probably old ones that you already owned. Like, have for you? The bought, most when's the last part, time you yeah. bought a new CD? I guess probably new, not. Yeah, not often. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because because even like with uh, vinyl records, they oftentimes have like a digital download. And I'd say ninety nine percent of the time, probably. It's and got so, a if digital. you're listening to you know uh, a download code that's generally like a lossless file, that, like, like that streams at like a better rate and has a better like quality than like you know Spotify yeah. or something oh, yeah. even. Um, you know, something maybe along the lines, cause that's like what some like audio files might right. say, Oh, well like, you know, you stream off Spotify. Like I listen to CDs that are like right. you know, higher right. like, of quality course. or something, which is true. Very true. Uh, maybe it doesn't mean as much to one person versus the other, but, um, but then again, like how many CDs are you like putting in your like car? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Right. I have uh Joshua tree by you too. That's been in my car for like eight <laughs> yeah, months. It's generally like, one CD that never just, leaves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Have I'll, you discussed it for this album yet? We, I mean, we've talked a little bit. We'll, we'll definitely do vinyl records again. Yep, yep. Um, we'll do that. And obviously like we'll have it on digital s- streaming services. And then it's and a matter of whether um, you want to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we'll, we'll probably do CDs. Um, who knows? But yeah, I think we'll probably do CDs. I, I it just kind of comes down to like, okay, do you do like a, like the cheapest of the cheap, cd like just sleeve kind of right. thing and like you know get a thousand for a thousand bucks yep. kind of deal or yeah. do you like make it like more of a got all the art more, more of a piece of you know something that's like a like you know, vinyl like a, vinyl it's a, record it's a beautiful it's like, thing you know, yeah. that's come back largely in part because it's like a, a piece of memorabilia oh yeah kind of right so you know it's like i don't know do we want to do some like like multi-gate fold like thing yeah. for a CD with like a poster fold. I, I mean, you could do something like that, but then again, it's like how much you know charge for a CD. Uh, right. And you know, and I, I will, know. are you going to be stuck with 800 of them right. after right. a year? Yeah. What I about, mean, what about yeah. cassettes? AJ has been bringing up yes. the cassette revolution. <laughs> I didn't know if we do get to talk to you, uh, talk about it or not. Uh, but to me, to me, a cassette is, is one of those, ideas of of a memorabilia thing it's more nostalgic it's more of a memorabilia it's more of this like cool thing that you can hold on to than a cd um it's kind of it's bringing back it's tugging on those nostalgic strings for folks they're not expensive uh to do and then if you find somebody that can actually pop it into a uh, a tape player and they can play your music via tape like they'd be probably pretty shocked but using that as a vessel for a digital download code to have at a merch table you know seems like something like a better option to me honestly than a cd at this point my car doesn't have a cd player right okay like (laughs) my computer doesn't have a cd deck true like i can't pop anything into it yeah so like but and so one i'm not going to listen to it anyways like more or less i'm not going to find be able to find a way to listen to a cd like half the time i can't find a convenient way to listen to a cd anymore so there you go but a a tape cassette looks a heck of a lot cooler you can have them customized in a way that's really neat and then putting your digital download inside that sleeve um it seems like something uh that you could get away with a little bit easier than than a cd and vinyl i think is is still the way to go i think yeah vinyl is such a resurgence it's only right be now stronger too it's growing yeah um you know it's it's becoming easier to find ways to get get your vinyls made and everything um i i think that that is definitely the way to go but when you're a band who can't afford a full I was gonna vinyl say, press vinyl's tough because that's the most expensive exactly. thing you're going to spend money yeah. on so you got to make sure you can sell those yeah 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 and, yeah. and I mean, 
mean, and also like the, I think the shortest runs, I mean, there might be some places that are like really short runs and maybe like, what's the shortest you're seeing? Like like hundred, hundred, uh, I mean, 50? it depends. Like, there's. I'm not an expert on it, but I was obviously researching it, like, and trying to figure out what the best option was for us. We went with like a 250 or 60, yeah. something like that, which was like around like the shortest I think we could do. And, yeah. and it seemed like, hey, like you know, we we can sell that many. Like, yeah. we aren't gonna like sell out right away, probably. But, but we know we, we also, can like, sell these eventually. Yeah. Like, we'll we'll sell these. Right. But um, yeah, and I mean that's pretty close to about i mean yeah maybe you could get closer down to 100 might be shorter but then it's like you're probably paying a little you're bit paying, more you're also paying, now you're not per unit profit because they have to yeah. make like the original like plates yes. that they actually press them on yep. um which like for instance if we wanted to like repress our same yep. record again You'd it'd be a little bit cheaper because they, like that same it's already plant there. would have that imprint yeah. for us to use um yeah. so that's another thing but um yeah it's, it's definitely an interesting process and it, it's cool it came back yeah. i mean um I think ours were printed in uh, the Czech Republic. Oh yeah, just because oh, there's wow. like uh, in Europe, it like it, it died less right. than it did. Yeah, it, they, the, they, the places okay. stayed there. Yeah, yeah. that's so, true. So it's been. Yeah. I, I think it's coming back to the states more, but it, it's um it's not like it's a pretty big like expense. Oh. To just start up like yeah. like pressing <laughs> to be plant. like I'm gonna press vinyl. Yeah. So even yeah. now, like it, it is coming back more. But you know, aside from like Jack White, Jack and I, mean, I don't know, like say. who all else is like straight up like yeah. kind of actually started it again, like yeah. as a new thing. Like yeah. most of them are just some stalwart like right. people that have been yeah. like you know these are the places that yeah. everybody everywhere gets yeah. the small amount of vinyl yeah. pressed for the past you know. 20, 30 years since it kind of has not been as big of a thing and um, and now there's such a demand for it that they can't fulfill it. So yeah, we yeah. Ended up, we got our test presses and it said Czech Republic on it. And went, oh, like, cool. Didn't even well, know. Damn That's right. awesome. But, have have yeah. you guys ever uh, uh, gone down the Kickstarter or GoFundMe route at all? Yeah, for that for that first record, we, I mean, it was like kind of, I don't know, I've you, you hear these people do like really successful ones and I mean, maybe, I don't know, it, it, it worked well, I guess. Yeah. Um, but again, it was like the whole timeline that we were like, right. initially like, oh yeah, we're going to like do the Kickstarter and then uh, we'll <laughs> and get then like we'll the, the money. We'll go in the studio, bang, bang, boom, records it's out. It's not like, always that easy. Fulfillment, you know, like, cause you had to, you know, Kickstarter, you had to put like, you know, what's the projected date of exactly. fulfillment. And so we're saying, oh, like three months from now. Yeah. And like a year and a half later, it's like, oh, thank you guys. Uh, here. I think I was one of those. I think I pledged yeah, to it. So, and I'm like, where the fuck's yeah, my yeah, album, bro? Yeah. And so it was like, and again, like, so stuff like that, like, as you know, we're like, well, like, uh, we need to like get this out. Cause like, dude, this is getting kind of weird. Like people like, you know, like really like are helping us out here. Yeah. Like, giving that us adds money. to urgency. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like, I mean, that's a legitimate thing, but it's yeah. also like, it's kind of a bummer if if something like that like gets in the way of you, like the creative process totally. or something because mm-hmm. it's like it's a legitimate like concern, mm-hmm. but it's also like a it's a definitely an outside factor versus like some musical factor. But yeah, anyway, I, I don't I wouldn't say I regret doing that, but but you probably won't do it on the second time. one. No, you're gonna just fund it all yourself and yeah. So far, we're we're good to go. Cool. So. I think I think you're right. I think it's a fifty fifty thing. Like maybe that first album you want to put out, you need a little help. You need to gain a little bit of m- yeah. money before, you know. I, I think it's I think it's great to at least explore, but definitely to think about the pros and cons yeah. of it, you know. Well, and also like I think sometimes younger like bands that are you know more or less just you know have their like the people that are donating are are kind of a friends and family type thing for the most part like people in that kind of situation like we were 
um, it's easy to kind of maybe see some of your like bigger artists that are kind of independent artists, but maybe are like on the other side of already having done like the multi-record deal with like some label. Yeah. And now they're like <clears throat> famous enough and like bought back their masters and all of yada, yada. Right. And like now they're like, now they you can, know, they can do a Kickstarter and like pretty much without a whole bam. lot of work. It's like, okay, well, those guys raised like $38,000 in the past two weeks. Like, and now they're ready to roll and yeah, everything so now like, gets shipped out and because they've got yeah, a team of people. And, and so, and so it's like, yeah, well that's because, you know, there's a ton of fans around the world who like want handwritten lyrics totally, or something like totally. that or like whatever kinds of things. Because they, they've built it, up you know? their following. you know, like, no, I mean like, I don't know, like, like <laughs> you don't want to like flatter yourself and like, yeah, you don't want to be like, man, all these uh, people are going to buy dude, this. Like, uh, for a $1,000, we'll come like make you dinner like, yeah. I don't know, like what the heck like your mom kind of is the thing. one like, that bids yeah, on like, that well, stuff we'll clean like, your apartment and yeah like that is so, kind of so weird kinda like, that's it? the catch way too where it's like it like there needs to be a market for it yeah there needs <laughs> to be a market for, even though it's essentially like a donations based kind of thing like there has to be some semblance of like worth in in the investment yeah. of the people like actually helping you to be like oh well you know what like sure maybe like rack rate I'm paying a little bit more than it would cost just at the merch table but like I dig these guys and like hey I'll get a hoodie out of it totally. or, or whatever you totally. know? so I think that's like kind of the thing where a successful uh, like Kickstarter type format has to kind of be very honest with like what the actual demand for like the things you're offering are and then um uh yeah trying to to not be overly optimistic yeah. on the timelines. <laughs> right. That's the tough part. Yeah. How, um, you guys consider yourself Iowa city. Is that what you call yeah, yourself? Pretty much. I mean, most, most of us live in or around there. Where, where are you playing? Where are you playing at in Iowa city, Cedar Rapids? Like where, where are your venues that you guys try to play at? In Iowa city, we don't have like a home venue as much. I, don't, I mean, so this past year we've played, um, blue moose like once, Played Gabe's twice. Yeah. Played the mill once. Okay. What about Cedar Rapids? I know I saw you, actually me and AJ saw you earlier in the yeah. year at... Uh, Groundswell. Groundswell. Yeah, I think yeah. we played there last, uh, like, early, or, like, maybe, like, yeah, fe- January, February or something like that. Have you played maybe. anywhere else in town? In Cedar Rapids? Uh, we were going to play at Dick's and went out of business. <laughs> Dude, that was terrible, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it sucks. Because well, that was such I, a cool little spot, and yeah. then... Just done, you know, yeah. like. Well, I think it was hugely in part of like all of that construction. That, that, that was, like, was. It was just like, where do you park? Where do you drive? Barely even like, walk to it. Yeah, yeah, it sounded like. I mean, it sounded like it was actually trending very successfully yeah. when he opened it, and then that road so. construction just. Because I think that um, I saw there was some speaking of like a fundraiser Kickstarter type thing. Yeah. I saw something for like that uh, Dairy Queen. Yeah, right. It was like I don't know. He was like, "Come on, man! Cut, yeah, no. you're gonna miss me in the summer." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. So I think it hurt a lot of businesses around there. Unfortunately, so you were gonna play Dicks, but that, that yeah, didn't... yeah. I mean, it was like the week after it, like they they announced their closings. We had a show that was gonna happen, but. Um, Have yeah, you, uh, we, we've, pl- I mean, we've not this past year, but maybe a couple years ago we played CSPS. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, right. A cool space. Kind, that's a kind really of cool a, space. kind of a, I mean, we're, I don't know, like, um, loud band. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, just, just rock. I mean, like rock level sounds. That kinda, tends you know? to be more of a full. So it, yeah. Venue. Which I mean, again, like it's not like a inherently wrong thing about the place, but I think whether sonically or just, uh, out of like the habits of the sound engineers kind of maybe a, a difficult place right. to like convince of, of like being like, Hey, want to have like a rock band play? And it's like, and then have everyone sit in their chair yeah. kind of so thing. We, we did play there. It wasn't like a bad experience by any means, but it was <clears> kind <throat> of like not like an optimal right. fit. It's a very cool place. And I mean, in a city where it's kind of tough to figure out like what the spots are to play. Um, 
it's cool to switch it around, yeah. you know, because I think it's easy for like local bands to get in that kind of rhythm of being like, hey, like every second Sunday of the month, this we're playing we like play. this thing or something like that, where it's like, um, you know, even, even if it's in the same town, it's nice to kind of like switch, switch up, like, up. okay, hey, like we're doing an all ages show for like this next one, or like, hey, this thing we're doing, like this bar show, and I'm getting like Exile Brewing to sponsor this thing, right? Right. Moose, or I'm getting, or hey, let's do this non traditional space, yeah, you're, right, right. You know, so it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of, uh, like that's just as important as I think, um, you know, anything when you're looking at like, you know, if, if you're mainly playing in like a local, uh, city or like a, you know, Cedar Rapids, Iowa City yeah. area, like if you're gonna, um, get a little extra mileage of your local shows and not uh, like exhaust kind of the, the demand for, yeah. you know, you playing in well, town. And you guys will be in Des Moines quite a bit too, right? I mean, you, I've, mm-hmm. I've seen you at Woolies before gas lamp probably yeah. a couple times. Yeah. Uh, there's no other really venues in that town other than those two. Yeah. I mean like there's, so there's this Des Moines social, social club. club. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Which I is, forgot about that. They, then they got a, they got, I think essentially three kind of, spots you could play there we've played a couple of them so they have the, the basement the, like the theater type there's, so yeah, there's a yep. theater that we've yeah we played there um for our like our, our des moines release yep. show yep. uh which that's a cool spot i mean it's just a big theater but we can kind of do it up and it yeah. sounds pretty good yeah um get to do some of my people in there and then uh yeah we played the the basement down um there as well uh to, like two or three times um which uh a little bit more intimate kind of like a basement bar like low ceiling kind of yep. thing um that's cool cool spot um cedar falls waterloo i think i've seen you up at the octopus that's kind of the only yeah, spot to play up there man, miss the hub dude it's tough isn't miss it did hub. you play at the hub a couple yeah, times oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. it's like the hub was one of the best uh venues in the state in my opinion and now and now it sucks for cedar falls because there's nothing yeah and octopus is great and i love that they're fulfilling the the spot for original bands to play but it's so small it's it's and that's exactly that the same thing we're like so small do we and, i mean can't like we we don't want to just like stiff Cedar Falls and never play there, but like it's just I mean, it, just Trevor on his own or keyboard player. I mean, like he's half the stage, and then yeah. you have the the drum sets the other half, and then yeah. it's like I, all right, guitar. Okay, I'll go stand Austin. on the floor. Yeah. I, guess. I mean, that's that's what we yeah. did. Yeah, we, we you know one or I think or maybe it was Trevor that was just kind of like in the little hallway, like yeah. Block, oh yeah, that's off, right. Basically, Where the like bathrooms all right, are. you go to the bathroom. Better figure this out. Better walk like, around, <laughs> Trevor. He has yeah, no pants so, on. Good yeah, luck. Yeah, and so I mean, huge props to Dave who owns and like runs that spot, but um. It uh yeah it's just um it's tough. it ever since the hub left like that, that kind of uh it sort of killed Cedar venue, Falls a little sort of bit tough and you know it's like I don't know there's Spicoli's it's yeah, off the highway it's like I don't know and it's Waterloo yeah it's a, it's a little weird we did yeah. we played we played Spicoli's we funny story like there was supposed <laughs> to be this big metal show that was supposed to happen on like a Saturday and it was supposed to be like the first show back of Spicoli's Rock Reverb and just yeah. everything and on Friday we played like a show <laughs> like, like, so technically we are like the first we were one of the first shows back to that place but man they redid the stage they yeah. did some other cool things in that spot and like uh, like it's, it'd be very worthwhile to check yeah, out for some I folks. wonder so this sounds really great yeah. so yeah well, yeah, ever since didn't that uh, was it? Stephen Colbert gave a big shout out to Spicoli. I think he did. Yeah, right? Right? Like that's <laughs> yes. their claim of fame. I or forget something. what it was. It was like some band. I think it was a Kickstarter thing that was like their van got stolen, or they just needed a new van to tour. It was something yeah. like, like mid level, like metal band, or you know whatever. Where it was like, you know, I looked them up. I was like, okay, they got they got something going yeah. on, but it was like not like a well known band, right? Right. And like I think it was Colbert who like did this like <laughs> gig where like. 
three or four shows in a row, he's like, check out this band. It's Spicoli. And then it was like all the, like Spicoli, you know, that was like, that's so weird. You know, millions of people seeing this, like Spicoli's like Reverb Rocker. So that's funny. That is, I do remember that. So having played a lot of venues in the state and even just in general in the Midwest, like how do you view, how do you view like the Iowa scene in general versus how do you view like the Cedar Rapids scene, the Iowa city scene? Like how do you, do you feel like every scene is a little different? Do you feel like some are your favorites? Some are, some are doing well, some aren't doing well. I mean, what, what are your opinion on, on some of these places you've been? Do you view it all as one big, big scene to you at that point? I think, so I think, um, I'll put it this way. I think, I think that, any artist that's kind of pursuing doing their music in a way that like keeps evolving and maybe without any like super specific goals of what like them getting bigger or evolving or like doing it more seriously, like without getting into super specifics on like what that might mean to each person. Like if that's kind of like your mindset of what you're trying to pursue, um, I think that it's important both to not, to not look at your music career in a way that is, overly um optimistic in terms of thinking oh well you know what like I, if i'm gonna make it i need to start like touring like nonstop or something like that because it's like no like if if you don't have a bunch of fans if you don't have a record out if you don't have songs that like people are hearing like you're gonna tour a bunch of places and you're gonna end up playing in front of nobody like mm-hmm. every single night and you're just gonna like it's gonna suck it's like gonna it's suck. gonna drain you yeah. I mean, seriously it's gonna make it like you all the things you like about music will start to not be fun anymore. Yeah. And by the other hand, it's like, there's a lot of people that it's very easy just to get into that, like kind of rhythm of like, well, like let's just play the same spot every two weeks. And yep. like, you know, right. like, oh, it's all about our hometown. That's yep. all that exists. You know? So like, let's just be really territorial and like weird about like, um, we want to be know, the best man like, in this town. You know, yeah. Hey, like, uh, you know, let, let's just get like, like that should have been our opening slot right. on that too. Or like, you know, like, why didn't we get the New Year's Eve? Sh- whatever right. thing, you know, things. It's like I guess to sort of kind of like have some perspective of both of those things and just realize that it's not all about just it's not one way or like another. your hometown, but it's also um, you don't have to go to L.A. to yeah, make it, especially with you know the, the internet exists now. Like, yeah, you, you know, not to say that like doing it old school and just like the old road warrior kind of mentality isn't like at all valid. Um, but it's certainly something that you got to be careful about. Like the way, like if, if that's what you think is the way, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, we, we did a tour this past month in October. It was one super long. It was like nine, 10 days. Um, went down like, uh, down South kind of a uh, uh, little West and kind of curved down South, like down to Nashville and, yeah. um, uh, not, we played Knoxville as well. And I mean, it was, it was a fun week yeah. of shows, you know, played some cool cities. Um, but uh, by by and large, it was like it's not like you're like living some like uh, like you're on tour. This is not awesome going to be the night. moment. It's like you know you're, you're playing like you know Monday yeah. nights in cities. That oh, are, totally, you know, dude. I, I mean, yeah. so it, it can't it, be Saturday night in every yeah, town. No. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like you know you go into it with in with that perspective of like not letting it frustrate you yeah. when that inevitably happens. And it's you know you you hit those shows where it's like. 
you know, the door guy comes up, he's like, Hey, like this show made no money and we feel bad enough to give you 30 bucks. Yeah, uh, you know, your, nice tunes or you know, whatever, you know, like, good. it's like, you know, like you try to like work it around. You know, I try, I try, I do our booking. So I try yeah. to work around tours of like, okay, here's at least like this point and this point in this tour that we have good guaranteed like payouts and like, you know, yada, yada. But, um, you know, fill in the dots. Like, let's see what we can piece together in between, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we, we try to do a lot of weekends. Yeah. Uh, I think um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, in, in that mid- Wednesday through Saturday four yeah, days tour right yeah. if you're if you're I mean the, the one good thing or a, a good thing about the Midwest is there there is a, a decent amount of um, variety in markets and, and just like solid mid-range totally. markets that you can kind of hit within a four or five hour radius yeah. or even less yeah. um, that uh, you know if you're out in LA like sure it's LA oh, yeah. but like but over saturation where, where else though. are you gonna go yeah you know? I mean it's there's it's um it's it's a benefit definitely um in the midwest to take advantage of uh, the fact that you know in iowa you can do spots around iowa you can head up to like madison you can go to yeah. milwaukee there's chicago the there's twin omaha cities, the oh, twin cities there's kansas city yeah. um st louis, st. louis columbia I, yeah so, you got a lot so of places there is yeah so that's that's one thing that's really uh nice about living here and being able to take advantage of you know just doing like a two three four yeah. day um yeah. ex, you know weekend and uh you know that and especially for like working uh, quotes uh musicians that like you know like we have jobs yeah. like, during the week um that are you know we've put ourselves in places where it's at least flexible to be able yeah. to take off sometime yep. you know and so like that kind of you can't exactly take way. off three months yeah and, <laughs> and nor should we i mean like yeah. like i said like you know if you get to that point it'll be a natural like development yeah. to that yeah. point. oh yeah it's, it's not like you'll know when it's time to do that you start getting people from california going god yeah. damn it i love your music yeah. and mm-hmm. that that's when you start knowing i mean you yeah. gotta you gotta know that at least like a couple people in that town know who you are and sure you, know, you don't just get help blindly yeah. yeah yeah and we used to have that uh uh, mentality too i think everybody does is like you're know, like cool we're this we're this band and we're gonna get on this bill with a local band and that local band's gonna have 500 people there and they're gonna all love us so much it's like yeah it doesn't always happen that way <laughs> well, and and you learn that too from the other perspective because like i'll get three or four <laughs> exactly. messages every you probably week. get a lot uh hey um we're coming through my name is like uh charlie from this band and i'm coming through uh with uh, my emo band and uh we we are we have this uh monday night show set up at this place yeah. and uh we need you uh, would love to have you guys on a support and it's like well charlie like thanks but uh no, <laughs> yeah. like, like, uh, yeah. I mean, what we do a lot. I mean, with uh, with, with other like regional bands and like playing these cities. Yeah. I was kind of mentioning a lot. It was like, we'll try to do, you know, maybe do like a trade show with oh, totally. or something yeah. where it's like, hey, like, I'm gonna come to you on a level that's like not so prideful. I think you guys are just like super jazzed right. to like, you know, you have should be us lucky come over to, to play you in your ter- turf where yeah. you have a draw and we don't. Yeah, and uh, you know setting us up uh with the show and just kind of like that's it thank you for helping us you're welcome or something (laughs) like um you know you don't want to overextend like how many of those you do like if you're if you are touring a lot you obviously like it's maybe not a good idea to like you know extend out like single show like eight bands like return shows like (laughs) that's the tough part right it's like you gotta i mean you can't do that all the time but um you gotta be able to reciprocate that is is something good because yeah it's like if you're gonna put in the effort to like you know drive like five hours you know somewhere and five hours back or something like that like you know it's it's way more worth it for everybody involved if it's It's gotta be mutually beneficial yeah (laughs) and so like if you're trying to play a city that you don't have a whole lot of a draw like 
either get on a bill with a touring act who does yeah. or or you know better yet like a lot easier done at least is to just get yeah. in touch with a band that actually does have a draw but um you know, if, if you're not going to like make it worth it to them, then, you know, these bands in these cities are just going to be like the same bands that don't care. <laughs> yeah, and they're just yeah. like, well, like, we play a million shows a week anyway. So, yeah. like, you know, you show up and it's like, well, you know, I genuinely appreciate you guys having us on the show, but like, um, like, like there's five people here. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I thought and you were on your the top list. local draw. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> it's like, you know, thank you. But yeah, so it's, yeah, you got to kind of, I mean, it's, it's trial by error. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, like you, you learn kind of like the, the do's and the don'ts yeah. and you try to like manage it enough to, to not let those things that don't go exactly how you hope they would get you totally down the dumps. But you also don't want to just, uh, keep banging your head yeah. against the wall and like, you know, just wonder why it's not opening up these awesome yep. opportunities. Yeah. And you want to be, you want to be not as, even so much as being friendly with other good bands. Like a lot of times it's, it's the venue itself. It's the staff of the venue. Like you go somewhere, you treat them well. They liked you. They liked your music. You were yeah. respectable people, respectful people that they, they're going to think about you first when they're thinking, Oh man, this, this touring man's coming through. We need a, we need a, just a really good opener. Like, like they, they might be the ones to think you first before any of these other bands might think yeah. you too. So yeah. totally. Absolutely. What do you, uh, do you run the social media for half loves? Yeah, pretty yeah. much most of it. Yeah. What are you seeing? Uh, what's the trend nowadays for a, for a, uh, indie, you know, original band. What, what are the, what are the platforms that are gaining the most, um, usage for you? Does it, I mean like, I would say Facebook's still big, but it's like, it's a lot more, um, I think I, I feel like I have less of a grasp on like how to use Facebook, um, like through with our band now, maybe. Um, I mean, cause it's, it's kind of gotten to the point where, um, Basically, unless you're doing like promoted paid posts on like your stuff, it's you have like, to. Nobody's gonna see it. If yeah. you if you don't put money on your post, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, and so that's, that's kind terrible. of like a like really bummer thing because it's like I mean even and even like I try to like put the show on the other foot and think about it in terms of like pages or people that I want to follow on Facebook, and like you know sure you could like there's the option to put on like the notification thing to where like. You're odd. You get a notification every time that 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 page. But even then, do you really want to get a notification? Yeah, and so it's like it. It seems like it's it's a tough kind of. uh, It's tough to figure out where like the that rhythm is with Facebook. Um, I've just seen more things trending towards like like Instagram, especially. Mm -hmm. I think is kind of which is weird because it's a it's a photo. Mm-hmm. and then it's like a little bit of verbiage yeah. and like that's it but it just seems to be getting the most just interaction lately for me I, th- I think it's I mean for the most part without going like analyzing it too much I think it's, it's just people are really visual it's people just simple just right see something they don't want to read like you know a big long I mean I right. remember like back in like the wild wild west days of Facebook <laughs> it would like you would like update your status and yeah. it would just be this long like multi-paragraph like, totally not always but some, it you know sometimes it would be that and people would you know? read it and it would be like oh well you know this is just like you're basically uh, like your journal yeah, <laughs> kind of like, like thing a, and like everybody reads blog. it yeah, yeah. You, know, <laughs> you, you, you know just be like some kind of non sequitur like went to the gym today 
like did this, like feeling good, like got this new video were, game, like who's going out tonight? Like what's wasn't up? the like, it like, wasn't yeah. the thing? It was like <laughs> yeah. what's on your mind? Yeah, was was the status bar? Yeah. So instead of just putting a status in there, it was like what's on your mind? Well, I think it used to be like it would have your name like automatically. Oh yeah, and, there and is. you are is yeah. is doing You're something. Right. Yeah. I get those memories that pop yeah. up every now and again. <laughs> like why did I say yeah, that exactly. I was doing it's this? Like, oh, because it asked me what I was doing. Yeah. Oh, how about how about Snapchat and Twitter? Uh, we honestly, we um, Snapchat's one of the ones that I just personally like, just on my own accounts. I just don't use Snapchat yeah. a whole lot of yeah. and so I don't really do it as band. much in the band. And it's kind of like I don't know, maybe sometimes one of us posts something there, but like kind of not. Um, probably could use that better, maybe. I guess. I, I just I don't think. Know. I mean, it's, it's like I don't know how many things you can do because, especially like now that Instagram has kind of like a similar. Like, it's function. sort of the same thing, right? I it's agree. Like, you know, like. It, I never want to discount platforms because I know there's a lot of people that use Snapchat, obviously. Um, there's also people that just don't give a shit. it's like at a certain point, like how much are you just making yourself go crazy trying to like <laughs> update all of your things and it's like, all right. It's so hard. All of like this band time I'm doing is like, have I played guitar this week? <laughs> right, yeah, if I wrote like, a song. You know, like, again, it's like kind of like the, yeah, I mean, that's just uh you know what? One thing I thought of though about Facebook that I've noticed has gained a little bit of traction lately is is the live videos. Yeah, totally. Like, and and so we had at our last weekend of shows here, I, I gave one of our dudes said, "Hey, during this song, go out in the crowd, Facebook live video this entire song done." You know, and and that that takes a lot of priority in their algorithm, so it will not only notify people that hey, this band is live right now. But it'll continue to pop that in people's feeds. I think and, yeah, I was gonna say I think I've noticed with the live thing, um, it will sometimes send a notification yeah, to yeah. people. And, but then again, you still got to be careful because you still want that product to be good. Totally, especially yeah. if it's getting in front of people, you yeah. better be fucking playing a really and you good don't song. Do, I mean, yeah. even for the people, and that don't do, do it all like, the time. Yeah, just don't do it all the time. Yeah, exactly. Because we've done it sometimes too, where like, yeah, we'll we'll do, like, just we'll live at a gig you know, or, or something yeah. like that. But it's like. It's kind of um, that risk to reward. Like, is it like, boy who like, cried wolf? Yeah, like yeah. every time, if if you go live every single day, I'm going to stop clicking on that because exactly. I don't want to see right. it. And just like the actual product, like, are, is it going to be like good or is it just going to be like, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. night, or like, it's a, yeah, it's a bad internet connection? And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about? Um, I, I got to compliment you guys on not only your your music but uh, your videos. If if people out there have not watched your music videos for your songs, I'm like. What are you, what, why are you waiting? I mean, cause honestly you guys, um, have stepped up your game, I think, and the game of everybody in order to go, you don't have to be a, a famous band on a famous level to put out a dope fucking video. Um, and I mean like, stop what you're doing right now. And I, I would say, um, the no suspicion video is probably my favorite. So just go look at that. We'll put a link up to it. But I mean like how, how why, why have you guys put so much time and effort into those videos and have you, have you felt a reward for, from those videos? I think, um, well, like I said, I just think, you know, visual aspects to, to any art, but just, you know, like people love consuming something that's, you know, it's, it's, it's multi-sense. It's, yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's like, so it's you like put video and audio together. It's, yeah, it's, it's almost a whole other experience. Yeah, so it, yeah. it really, and, and I mean, I think, um, not in like any particularly unique way, but we all love great music. We love to watch those too. And we love, you know, like it's, um, it's something that we just like consuming and other people's art too. It's like for every like awesome music video I've seen, there's also like music videos that are just so 
like so boring yeah and, like it's just like oh like man i can't even make it painful. through it like yeah. i don't want to watch this band just play in front of like a green screen like <laughs> beach or i don't know i mean yeah. like there's you know there's time and place everything i guess but and not not like we thought too because a lot of our, our videos are very like dramatic oh, and totally. stuff and so like i don't i mean maybe that's kind of it's like a our mini thing movie or something. of sorts and um yeah Short so film. like maybe that's kind of like our thing but um it doesn't you don't know, have to be like that either i mean there's plenty of um really well done videos that are more traditional yeah. in terms of just having like the band play and like maybe something else yeah. is happening but yeah, yeah we, we've always liked doing that especially kind of like with um half love specifically it's been something where from the get-go we're like any like quote unquote official content we do we want to make it be as good as we can make it as be. possible so yep. like in the same way as i was saying earlier with how we kind of tried to up the game with the the songs and the, the album itself it was like okay we're gonna make some videos for these songs let's plan this out and get people that know what they're doing because n- none of us uh know what we're doing like <laughs> right. for, you know in terms help of like me. a video like we'd it's like bringing the um, producer on like just help yeah. us make sure we make the right choices yep so it's kind of kind of a similar thing, yeah. It just gets a, you know a director and like some other like people, a team of people who like they know what they're doing. Um, and uh, yeah, that one you mentioned, uh, Dil- our buddy Dylan yeah. Sires was oh, the one Dylan's, that Dylan's did money. that, and yeah. yeah, he's he's really got a great eye, and also just the he's he's a musician. Himself, is he around? So, yeah. Is Dylan around Iowa still? He yeah, he lives in Des Moines. Is he uh, is he for hire? Does is his company kind of? Yeah, I don't I don't know if he really pushes it as like a huge thing that he's like trying to do it as like a main thing kind of like brandon darner almost like if i believe in this i will i will get involved with this i think so yeah i don't think he has like um i could be wrong i don't think he has like a website that's like hold up productions or or what was maybe yeah i I, I can't remember the name of his production crew i don't think on our video it was really like it was just whatever it was just like hey like um let's make a video kind of um with him but yeah so dude as we're wrapping this up i have a uh i have a serious question for you uh i want to know how you view the iowa cover band scene what are your thoughts on iowa cover bands yes i mean other than you guys i don't know a whole lot right i, I let's let, let me just think off the top of my head there's there's pork okay um i know my buddy jeremy jacobs does a foo fighters yes, like he does uh, fresh fighters um, fresh. yeah yep. which is i guess just Foo oh, Fighters yeah. songs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Tribute. Um, Strictly Foo Fighters. I mean, I don't because what I'm trying <laughs> what know. I'm trying to get at <laughs> I is I don't, I don't, when yeah. when I was when I was you, when I was original band guy, like I had I was just violently against just the idea of how cover bands can like like let's say we don't know each other. Yeah. You can you're you're putting all this time and effort into this original project and this great music that doesn't seem to get out to the masses. Because people just don't consume original that much, but then a band like Pork Tornadoes can get on stage and play fucking Taylor Swift songs in front of forty six hundred people at McGrath Amphitheater. Like that, yeah. that if that would piss me off back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, like do you do you have any feelings towards that? Like, like the how how hard you're working to get this beautiful product out, but then like it's just not being consumed as much as some guy playing Mustang Sally. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Preface: We do not play Mustangs out there, right? um, <laughs> or is that just not even something on your radar at this point? No, no, totally. I, yeah, I think about that. Um, I think, yeah, maybe when I was younger, that was kind of like a easy like pot shot to take totally. cover bands or something. Like, I think my my current thoughts on like cover bands versus original acts is like there's an obvious like intersection of you know it's they're both bands playing live music or something. But I guess like the main thing that I would kind of 
um, categorize like what each of them serve as like a consumable purpose would would be more so that like the the original acts are kind of obviously it's it's a more creative endeavor in terms of you're starting completely from scratch and just yeah. doing your own thing. Oh, yeah. And so I think the potential for that in terms of like an internal uh, reward um, is is potentially higher, but I think that it's also potentially uh, worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. I mean, there's like, it's no, like the reason cover bands exist are because there's bands that exist that are really good that are, that people like enough to just be like, well, like I'm if not going to see that band, but like I'm going to yeah. see this band that will play a bunch of these songs of a bunch of people. That yeah. are, they're all, it's easy. It's surefire. It's awesome. I mean, yeah. like you, there's like, you guys like play very well too. So like, that's like, a, I mean, there's a lot of cover bands that play songs that people love that they play them poorly. And, and but, what's funny is it doesn't even matter. But, it's because they love that song. Yeah. Exactly. So people are like, I've had yeah. a couple beers and I love this song. Yeah. And it's almost like a karaoke thing at that point. It where totally you just go is. In a bar yeah. and like, and you're like, I don't know who, like, who are these guys, but it's Friday and yeah. like, I'm going to, you know, this is going to be great. Or something. Doesn't matter, and so it's like more pure entertainment yeah, value right. in the cover band scene versus, uh, you know, I mean, that very tiny percentage of original acts yeah. that do music that's not only good in whatever objective level you can kind of uh, classify it as being good, but also, uh, yeah, I mean, do do people yeah. actually like this music? Um, it doesn't make it either more or less worth it as like a right. artistic endeavor, just like in, internally for the person making it. But I mean, yeah, of course people like it if other people enjoy the stuff they're creating. So, uh, do you think, yeah. Do you think there's a way for, I mean, we've been trying to explore this for so long. Like, do you think there's a way for half loves and pork tornadoes to exist on the same bill at the same show kind of a thing? Like, or do you think there's a way for original bands and cover bands to interact? Cause uh, there have been some shows lately going on in Cedar Rapids where an original band will open up for a cover band and, mm-hmm. and sort of try to crossbreed that stuff. Or, or is it one of those things where we just, you know, we just keep them separate. We all try to support each other, but I mean, it just can't survive together. I don't know. And it's tough, I, I, right? It's tough. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely don't want to just categorically just no say say no. Yeah. It's not possible. Um, because what well, it, it is, it it's is just tough. weird. And I yeah. and I think people get the wrong idea sometimes from both bands because yeah, that that opinion yeah. of like oh, original bands hate cover bands is like it's not really that's not fully true. There are some that definitely hate cover bands but for the most part we're all playing music do what you want to do it's fine but i think there's also the opinion that cover bands are like stupid original bands you don't know nothing but most cover band musicians have been in the original band world and fully appreciate everything that original bands are doing and and in a way like i've talked about this before um we used to all share a studio space with trees reach you know, like those Trees Reach boys, they're, they're just like so dedicated. They they are in the studio like every day and they're rehearsing and practicing. And half of it, so I'm just jealous. Like I'm just older now and I don't have to- the time. Totally. Yeah. I don't have the time to do that anymore. Yeah. And if I could, I totally would. So I, th- I think we're always forever just trying to figure out how to support each other. And for anybody out there that has a chance to go see Half Loves, go see them, go see all the original bands in our area. Just, if anything, just to get your kind of creative juices flowing. Like the last time I saw you guys, I left with like a renewed, just hell yeah. Like, you know, like I've never heard that song before. That song was awesome. I want to hear it again. You know, where you don't really hear that, you don't get that with just recreating cover songs sometimes. So, Well, and yeah, I would just add to that and just saying that like, 
there's a lot of music that like just isn't going to be your type of thing too. So like totally, but it doesn't have to. It doesn't mean that like um, if you want to support somebody that it, like you you have to only support the stuff that you like really like love through the same lens as you would either support or not support like listening to like the Rolling Stones yeah. on the radio or something. Yeah. Like, it, it comes at very different levels of like um, extrapolating like kind of okay like what is my relationship to this person and like this thing happening? Like I, you know, whatever circumstances led me to being in this bar on this night with these people, like, you know, uh, let's, let's at least like open myself up enough to like checking this out or something. Cause same thing. Like if we're on tour or something, like there's a lot of bands we play with that, like, I don't really know who they are. Like, they answered a you know email and right. you know here and we like, are. Oh, hey, like, nice we to meet sh- you. Showed up like we're you know can we use your drum shows things okay, <laughs> right like yeah. you know so it's like and and you kind of like pass like ships in the night with a lot of these um these acts like within the music scenes of of wherever you're you're at yeah um and so I would I, w- I would just say it's like it's really important and um and beneficial just from a lot of angles to to just kind of take each uh, um each night or, or each band, each, each piece of music, each person kind of like, uh, don't go into it with too many preconceptions. Like yeah. one band we played with that I, um, a, a band that will go unnamed, but that was, yeah. uh, that turned out to be, I, I would say like a band that's not in my musical wheelhouse of like genres that I yeah, really yeah, dig. Yeah. They were kind of like a heavier tool kind of thing, which, um, I, I booked the show like total like just like, yeah, this is just yeah, whatever. a band that's in like the rock realm, like whatever. Yeah. Well, who cares? We need a show. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and initially I was like, kind of like listening to like, ah, this is like, I'm just going to go outside. Yeah. And then, and then I, I don't know, I just, I just stuck around. And then like at a certain point it was kind of like, okay, like I, I can appreciate You can at least appreciate Aspect it. of it. Yeah. You're not going to listen to it yeah. or, or maybe put the CD in or whatever, but so, like. So, I, I mean, that's like, I mean, that's, you know, one little instance in music, but that's like. I mean, anything yep. in life's like that. Like, yep. I mean, they're like, you're not open gonna, yourself up like, to something. You're not, yeah. You're not, I mean, that's another weird thing not to go off on a whole tangent, but like talking about like Instagram or like social media where it's like, so pushed to think like every moment needs to be the most yeah. exhilarating, exactly. like the best, like yeah. most fulfilling, like, you know, kind of thing. Like, Oh, am I missing out on like this? Yep. Or, oh, like, man, this person was in like the Bahamas or this person's like, just got this like really cool new guitar yep. or, or, you know, this, you know, that, man, why like, can't I get that? I think there's some, yeah, there's, there's something um, good about kind of being in a moment and uh, just, yeah. Like living that moment for, for what it is. Yeah. Uh, even if maybe, you know, it's not like this isn't, the the best show this you've ever been or something thing. like that like there's you know there's people you're around there's a, a thing that's happening i mean that, yeah. that, that's whether it's covers or original music yeah. like that's why people go to shows yeah. is because like sure it may be a song you've heard you know or it may be a band that you've seen before or something yeah. but it's like that moment's never gonna happen again yeah. and it's it's a it's an experience so that's that's a hell of a way to end this band and like i totally agree with you I, i've been trying more about just keeping myself grounded like living in the moment sometimes of shows like mm-hmm. sometimes you do so much work to get to that show and then you just skip over the show yeah mentally yeah. you know like no screw that enjoy yeah. this shit we're, we're lucky to be playing music at any level that we are in the fact that we're able to share our talents with not only ourselves and, and our other bandmates but like fans like that's cool shit it really is so yeah. 
So I think AJ, you got anything uh, before we get out of this jarnt? Not nearly as profound as what you guys. I know that was said, that was a really so. nice little ending. I can't uh, believe you I, I'd, I'd, I'd rather let it go out on that than than ramble on about something. Else I agree. Like, like, like oh, I, and also, uh, well, okay, cool, man. Last yeah. thing, you got any Cedar Rapids, Iowa City area shows coming up? Um, we do have some stuff. Not, nothing announced right now. Okay. I think yeah, we're. we're um, most of the winter, we're gonna just be writing and recording yeah. some more of a of a new record. So, well, then, then I'm telling everybody to go out and check, get you on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, start checking there. You can, I know, can they buy your uh, album online or at least stream yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All the usual suspects. All the yeah, half yeah. loves. Go Streaming, check it out. Yeah. Whatever else, yeah. It's fucking cool shit. Go watch some videos too. I love them. AJ, I'll, I'll any, have to check those out. Anything yeah. you got going on, man? Anything you got going on? Yeah. Anything uh, to say bye about? Anything to say goodbye about? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't have anything. Wolfpack Productions, man. Wolf Ten Wears. I got some new stuff that's going to be dropping yeah. eventually here. So as drop soon as I can make the time. Do people still say so, drop? I, I still say drop. It, so it's about to drop. Yeah. This line's about to drop. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. All yes, right. Sir. Well, the, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we will talk soon. Peace. you